name's Jimmy. Uh, I, I live in Sydney. Uh, I play in a band called the Morrisons, which is a, a bluegrass band, as well as another uh, band called the Tawny Owl String Band, which is an old-time uh, Appalachian folk music trio and various other projects. But those, those two are the two that are relevant to the banjo. How long have you been playing? Um... Well, kind of a while, but kind of not as well. Like the banjo is actually not my main instrument. So, and in in most of the um, music that I play, that is banjo music, like whether it be bluegrass or or old time music, um, I'm usually playing the guitar or the mandolin, hmm. uh, mostly the mandolin. Um, but the banjo, I kind of got into because of that. Music. I got into the mandolin because I inherited one from um, my great grandfather, and through that, just having access to the instrument and, and playing it, I I started to explore particular genres that have a, a rich tradition in mandolin music. And, sure. And were you so, so? Were you into? Were you interested in that sort of music prior to inheriting it? Inheriting? Not at all, no. So no, I hardly music? even knew it existed. So what yeah. sort of music were you listening to prior to... Well, I mean, I got the mandolin when I, um, when I was sort of like... I had it when maybe it was like 18, 19, 20 or something like that. Prior to that, I was, you know, just listening to... Uh, I mean, I grew up in a really musical household. My dad's a musician. And my brother's a musician. And they predominantly play jazz and classical music. My dad's a jazz pianist and classical pianist. So... I was exposed to a lot of that, um, but at the time when I got the mandolin, you know, I was listening to probably my favorite band was Radiohead or something like that. Sure. So, uh, are they still one of my favorite bands? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, great yeah. Um, yeah. So it's very. I've met I've, I, in 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 doing this sort of stuff. I mean, I don't. I've met very few people who have kind of just come. Who haven't come from some other genre? At least people our age. Like whenever, like I, my musical background in terms of listening and enthusiasm is predominantly heavy, dark music, mm. like extreme metal, like black yeah. metal and death metal and all of that sort of stuff. And it's the the thing that kind of twigged me over to this style of music was when I started listening to it, and I realised how kind of similar it is in some weird kind of ways like it's very dark music at yeah. times it's very um guttural at yeah, times absolutely yeah and yeah. so those qualities that i really appreciated in that other style of music were present there and i think that's kind of what we got me absolutely yeah 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 that's a good that's a good observation um i don't think you'll you'll probably be hard pressed to find anyone in australia who grew up with this music yeah. um and that's an interesting thing because everyone's going to have a different uh, pathway to it. And then also when they get to it, they're going to interpret it with, with a whole uh, different set of tools and, mm. and, and resources based on what they've been listening to or learnt before. But you're not going to get in Australia the, the you know, Sierra Hulls or, or Chris Thiele's that had a mandolin in their hand when they were two years old. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> or, or, or the Ricky Skaggs of the world who, yeah. who just grew up with that just 
that music is pounding into their head every day and the the culture that kind of surrounds it yeah and when they play that music it sounds sounds different it sounds like they've been listening to it since they were two Mm. and then when when people like us play it it sounds different again and it's um and it's important to um to kind of take ownership of that and not um not try and appropriate it without yeah. Without being sort of insensitive to it, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or um, and to try and find your own own voice through that. When you're playing um, exclusively traditional music, like say for for example, I compare the two acts that I play in, where I play banjo related music. Mm. One is an originals act, and one is strictly a traditional act. Yeah. Um, so it's very different there when you're writing original music with the banjo like I'll write a tune playing Claw banjo or something and mm. I I have so much freedom to do whatever the hell I want with it mm. but when you're playing with a in a traditional band you know there's a there's sort of a uh, language there that you there's a responsibility on you to, to um, be aware of <laughs> tuning and it just sounds so rich and warm when you get like ambiguous as well when it's just as it is because it can be minor or or major Uh, and you often a lot of tunes will kind of use that in the in the melodies as well one particular favorite of mine is one called Darlin Cora which kind of has this going to play a different one but maybe I could do that one first and then we play the other one yeah. later um, so this Darlin Cora and the other thing I love about um, actually probably the thing that drew me mostly to old time banjo as opposed to um, 
bluegrass banjo was that old time banjo is such a great accompaniment for singing mm. and that's I that's I, I like singing and yeah and um well. and I, I um I love the the sound of the claw hammer banjo like the frantic kind of accompaniment with that uh high lonesome sort of singing style and you got these high long notes over the top and then this frantic frailing thing going underneath and the the register of the human voice and the banjo kind of just mesh together so perfectly mm. it's um it's really cool yeah <laughs> songs in particular we were talking about banjo being an African instrument um, sound really really good um, um, on the on the banjo and I like um, I really like good pop songwriting and um, kind of better at that than Paul Simon and his song sounds so good on the banjo it's like it's crazy it's oh, really? like, yeah 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 so another one I like to play in kind of double C tuning with a bit of singing I 
Mississippi Delta Shining like a national guitar I'm following the highway Down the cradle through the river Of the Civil War I'm going to Graceland Memphis, Tennessee I'm going to Graceland Poor boys and pilgrims Families and we are going to Graceland my traveling companion is nine years old It's the child of my first wife But I have a reason to leave We all be received in Graceland in music can you explain to me why that is I mean I've never heard that before but yeah. I'm inclined to trust you and, you know, <laughs> but, but, and I mean that sounded incredible and I just have a particular thing with Paul Simon because I mean you know when we were talking about music you grow up with it's like <clears throat> Graceland yeah the album is just like deep deep down yeah so what's that about 
Well, I mean, part those. I think those particular um, songs, like the Graceland album, being at, being so closely associated with African music. We we're talking about the banjo being oh. an African instrument oh, before. Yeah. Like, there's a connection there that's obvious. In oh yeah, they're both African things, but something happens when you put them together with the sound that actually like it's not just a thing. It actually means something when you do that, and I I feel that connection really strongly when. Yeah, even other like that. the other one, um, um, uh, the other one on that. Uh, uh, uh. People say she's crazy. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. It's like for some reason it just like sounds so perfect on the banjo. Oh, but I think that um, there's all those little guitar licks and stuff. But the way uh, African music, like, like he's writing, like he writes those songs are, are like really. He's not just writing haphazard pop music. You know, he's like they're mm. really idiomatic for that particular project. Yeah, playing with all these African musicians. And like, have you ever watched the uh, the Bella Fleck? Um, Throw down your heart. Yeah, Docker, where like he's no, he's his, where he goes into Africa and 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 the Throw Down Your Heart album where he's playing the banjo with all these African musicians and it's like yeah you know, it's like this banjo this instrument is like it definitely comes from there. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's, it's funny because when you when you say when you when you when you raise it, I'm like oh of course it's, it makes, seems obvious, but it's not it's not that it's obvious. Like, but when you hear it, it's like it's kind of happens. But also Paul Simon's songwriting, you could cover his music in any genre; it would sound yeah, it awesome. Sound you play obviously. You play mandolin. You play guitar. You play banjo. Did you? You've you've come from a musical family, so I assume you probably started playing guitar fairly young. Yeah. What is it that the banjo provides you musically that you don't get from the other instruments you play, or is that the wrong way to look at it? No, no, that's a great question. I love that question because um, they. So if we if you just take the banjo and the guitar, the guitar provides you things that the banjo can't do, and the banjo provides you things that the guitar can't do, just purely in terms of the sound that they produce. Like one is wood and one has a drum skin, you know. So um, so the tone of the banjo is so unique, um, which is uh, something you can't get from a guitar. You know, it seems obvious. Yeah. But um, that is what's so great about them. Yeah. Um, uh, the guitar, the guitar is much more versatile, so um, it's hard to do the things that you can do on the guitar on, on the on the banjo. It yeah. just doesn't have the same sort of scope, and the mandolin doesn't have the same scope either because it's much smaller range. Yeah. Um, so hence why the guitar is is basically at the forefront of you know countless genres of mm. music um but the banjo as, as i was saying like i i just love the sound of claw hammer banjo it's just like a the strum the the rhythm of the of the strumming pattern or the playing the right hand technique mm. is something that is just so immediate whenever you hear it it's just like oh it's, it's hard, hard to describe how it kind of just captures you and it's really hard to create that that sound on a guitar. Um, and it's part, partly to do with just the 
as I was saying, like the sound of the instrument, like the way that the skin kind of resonates, yeah. um, and the way that the strings sound, um, because they have such a full ringing sound. You get all yeah. those kind of overtones as well. Like yeah. You hear all the sounds coming around, which you don't get from the from guitars so much. With the twenty-hour string band, mm-hmm. do you play banjo in that? Uh, occasionally, not not as much. Mostly, I play guitar and mandolin in that, and Luke uh, does a lot of the banjo playing. But I play a little bit of banjo in it. Mm. We kind of trade it around a sure. lot. It's sort of becoming more and more, um, more and more equal. Like we'll yeah. do a song on mandolin, do one on banjo, do one on guitar. Have you guys released stuff? Or we got one done? one recording actually of Shady Grove. Okay. Um, uh, it's a fairly new project. So we haven't um, had a great deal of time to put something together, um, but we did record a version of Shady Grove with Luke playing banjo on that yeah. one, and I was playing guitar, and then we have Anna McInerney playing fiddle, who's one, also in, in the Morrison as well, yeah, wonderful fiddle player, and um, yeah, so that that's that's it, it with that, but um, yeah, and I play. A little bit of Clawhammer in the Morrisons as well. Yes. What's the song? Um, the song uh, called Sugar, Sugar Cane. Cane. I, I a, had that has song. has a real old time vibe man, to it. I had that song <laughs> in my head for days. <laughs> man, it's such a catchy song. There's a, such a strong link between that and, and what... And the tradition of banjo music that I really like. And um, and also my attempt to try and write something that is first of all honest from me, mm. but uh, second of all is sort of uniquely Australian. Mm. Um, and well, the whole album is very really, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's really evident in the whole. Yeah, album. and that's a and deliberate deliberate thing for that we're trying to do. You know. Yeah. So, um, Inspired by things like those Paul Kelly albums, and well, the thing, the thing that I, <laughs> Richard Galuzzi and I um, were joking about, because when I went to record him, I recorded him in Blacktown, which mm. is where he grew up. Yeah, and um, and we were talking about how Western Sydney, the whole Western Sydney area, is almost the Cumberland Plain. Yeah, um, that's right. And and I and we were kind of we. I think everyone who knows that kind of likes the fact that it's called the Cumberland Plain because of that weird sort of link that it has to the Cumberland Gap. Gap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So the first song on, on the Morrison's album where you said Cumberland Plain, it's like, oh, it's well, that's actually good. like directly connected to that song because um, that comes from a um, story that a friend of mine who actually lives up the mountains, um, who I used to work with. Who's much older, he's probably in his 60s or 70s now, I think. Um, but he told me a story once about how he used to, um, in, in the 50s or 60s, when there was a bit of a housing kind of crisis and, and people were getting moved out and it was sort of the beginning of the western suburbs, mm. you know. Um, and they used to change the lyrics of Cumberland Gap to saying leaving Balmain for the Cumberland Plain. Oh, really? Plane. Like back in the... Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, so, and, and I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Do you mind if I write a song <laughs> about that? And, and, um, because that to me was just like straight away, oh, here's a link, 
between the American tradition and the and yeah. the and Australian culture, and it's um, and it just marries the two things together so perfectly. Like way back, I was gonna we started talking about like how the banjo relates to songs, and started talking about the sugarcane song, which is the one song on the Morrison's album that I actually play the banjo on. Mm-hmm. Oh, it mostly has bluegrass banjo on it, which is played by Zane Banks. Um, but that song. Um, was a sort of direct attempt at trying to take the things that I love about um, old time music and particular styles of bands and particular banjo players and um, try and write an original Australian piece of music through that lens and then also bring in something modern to it as well so it kind of has a, a chorus the chorus breakdown yeah, thing which kind of sounds like it you know it's yeah. like a Something could have been off a Bon Iver record or something yeah. like that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so th- that song was particularly influenced by Uncle Dave Macon, who's okay. who's one of my favourite banjo players mm. and singers. And I was um, um, travelling through North Queensland at the time, and the songs about North Queensland. And I was listening to heaps of Uncle Dave Macon, and in particular his song. That classic, his classic song, Way Down the Old Plank Road. Mm. And kind of um, that was the inspiration yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, started. I got this banjo is my first banjo I actually ever owned. What sort I, of banjo? I only bought it. This is a Bob Carlin um, series gold tone banjo, um, and um, it's like sort of a classic old time banjo, and it's got a it's got a twelve inch rim, which gives it. Rich, warm, kind of mellowish sound. It's still quite, quite bright. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, I mean, I sort of started playing the banjo about maybe a year or two ago, 
shit. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> but but yeah, but I mean, I've been playing guitar and mandolin a yeah. whole lot before that. Uh, so it's just about <laughs> me kind of just getting the claw hammer thing going. And um, so, are you are you formally educated in music in yeah. any way? Yeah, yeah. I went to. Uh, I mean, I did music right through high school, and then I went to the conservatorium. Um, and I teach music now. Mostly right. teach, mostly teach guitar. Just because there's not many banjo or mandolin students out there, I'd much rather teach that all the time. But, <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> but uh, you know, uh, yeah. So I went to the conservatorium and I did a musicology degree. Yeah, right. Um, and an education degree, and then an honours in sort of between those two things together, musicology and education, more ethnomusicology because I'm obviously right, yeah, right. Into, into folk music. So. Um, that's really interesting I wrote so, it on a on a particular style of singing from the American South called uh, shape note singing I started the, the Sydney shape note oh, group did you? years oh, ago yeah 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 there you go that would make sense <laughs> yeah yeah I don't get along to it very much anymore but um, yeah it's kept going in my absence which is great well that's always fun yeah <laughs> so the Uncle Dave Macon tune has that kind of melody that just just got this like hook that you just just keeps pumping and pumping and pumping and you just can't keep up with it anymore mm. you know so i kind of just wanted to write a piece of music like that sure. so that's what came out of it in, in that song so i'll play a bit of it um yeah so it kind of goes like uh <laughs> 